Hi, and welcome back to No BS. This is Danielle. And I'm Christina. And today we wanted to do um, a little bit of a holiday episode for you guys. So considering the giving season, we wanted to talk a little bit about Thanksgiving and what that's like within our relationship with ourselves as well as our relationship with other people. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting around the holidays um, tends to bring up a lot of anxiety and a lot of stress for a lot of people and dealing with family dynamics, which can be incredibly stressful for some people. And for some people, it isn't a pleasant time. So in focusing on yourself, um, would be actually a little bit more beneficial during this time to kind of take a little less uh, focus off maybe the stress you might be facing going into the holiday season. The holiday season, I usually see a huge uptake in new clients. And I think a lot of that has to do with the stress surrounding the holidays, the pressure, getting involved with family that maybe you haven't seen in a while, and, you know, managing those dynamics, but also sometimes a lot of like grief and loss for people who don't have a lot of family around the loneliness aspect of things. And so I think it's, I think it's really important for us to be reflecting on what Thanksgiving means within our own lives and, you know, how we can pull ourselves out of some of those really low emotions and start really focusing on reasons to be grateful, thankful, especially because like this is supposed to be, according to like, you know, society, this is supposed to be a happy time of the year. Ah, society. (sighs) They're never always, they're never right. But um, yes, it is. It's supposed to be a happy time of the year. But I mean, realistically, and I, I too see an increase in clients too around this time and a lot of stress from, you know, my current clients due to this time, because like I said earlier, like it's not the most pleasant experience for some people. And I always try and teach people that you can't, you can't control other people. So you can't like pick your family or the places that you have to go or what you what you're obligated to do or whatever whatever it is that your holiday looks like but you can you can work on yourself so sometimes it helps to take the focus off of all of that drama that you might be facing if you're facing anything and um, focusing on what you're grateful for within yourself and this is obviously a lot easier said then done totally that's why we're talking about it (laughs) so I had I and I'll keep this brief just you know for the sake of confidentiality but I had been working in a program uh at a facility and um I didn't have my clients for a long time but I did have to run several groups a day with them and meet with my whole caseload each day and so it was pretty intense but I got to know people really quickly and one client in a group that I was running we were talking about attitude and perspective and you know what it's how how like the way that you choose to go about your day and the level of positivity that you choose to have can really impact the way that you view your experiences and this particular person shared that they were told by someone close to them that you can't be in a state of gratitude and a state of self-pity at the same time. And this did turn into a discussion. Of course, everybody was, you know, talking about like, well, can you, is that actually true? Can you really like not be in a state of gratitude while you're feeling sorry for yourself and whatever. And, and Christina, you and I have kind of discussed that a little bit as well, because I think that there's some nuances that really need to be teased out there, but yeah, 
the more that I thought about what this client had said to me, I, I really agreed. And I really, I was, I felt enlightened by it. I felt like it was a fresh perspective that I wouldn't ordinarily have taken a look at and really began working to apply that concept to situations in my own life. And it was kind of a game changer for me. Yeah. In in terms of these nuances that, that Danielle's talking about, I just wanted to just clarify something because I, I speak very, very firmly in this, in that you are allowed to be in a bad mood or have a bad day, but also be grateful at the same time. With that being said, when, when we're speaking about like self-pity, we're not talking about like you having a bad day or moving through something or just going through something. We're talking about uh, a deeper sense of um, low than, than just that. Yeah, um, that, that wallowing. Yeah, yeah, like the, the drowning, if you will, you know, and, and yes, you could do, you could, you could have your, your gratitude for things that you have and go through, you know, whatever uh, challenges that you're facing during the day. But there's, a, there is a point where you have to say, okay, how am I not going to drown in this? Because it is a very fine line. Like you can, you could go, you can go about your day and still carry all of your challenges with you. It's just a matter of whether or not you're allowing them to, to overtake you. And that's what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, it's funny. My mom, well, I have to talk about Jerry for a minute. My mom's name is Jerry (laughs) and I've always always called her by her first name. It's a long story. It's not a disrespect thing. We're totally cool with it. But my mom was in the dental field forever and is now in sales still like with dental, but she really should have been a therapist. Uh, <laughs> my parents, my parents decided early on uh, when they found out that they were having a child that they wanted to do things differently than both their families did. And so, any of you old schoolers out there who are parents remember Doctor Spock and the, <laughs> <laughs> and the, the Doctor Spock child rearing books, which is so funny because I found one at a thrift store and it was like I was just rolling, but um. She kind of like read this, they read this parenting book, this Dr. Spock like parenting book, which was very psych based and very much concerned about like a child's (laughs) psyche and development and all that stuff. And it like, she kind of already had the the clinical knack, like naturally, but (laughs) Dr. Spock kicked it up a notch. So, um, (laughs) so uh, a lot of what she did in raising me, what my parents did, I can't give her 100% of the credit because my dad did it too. But a lot of what they both did in raising me was they were very concerned about making sure that I had a healthy psyche and that I was developing at the you know, correct rate, reaching my milestones and had a good, healthy outlook on life. Well, back up to them not wanting to raise me how they were raised. My mom grew up in a very dysfunctional environment. And just to keep it brief, if there's a type of abuse out there, her family experienced it. It was just complete dysfunction. And so needless to say, her first, I would say, 18 years of life specifically were tumultuous and traumatic. Life used to like talk about not allowing your life experiences to negatively impact you and control the person that you are. And so she would always say, and I would be like, gag me with a spoon, like if I have to hear this one more time. <laughs> Did you just say gag me with a spoon? I did. You you literally just went back to like 1985. 
You weren't even born yet. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but she would say this all the time and it would torture my life. She would say, I would get in a mood and she would go, you know, Danielle, the attitude with which you go forth determines the outcome. And I hated it. And it would make me more mad every single time. And I'll be damned. I, as a clinician, use this with my clients all the time. I actually have clients who, um, <laughs> prior to terminating me, used to, with me, used to tell me that they were getting that tattooed somewhere on their body. <laughs> because they love the Jerryism. But when I think about it now, and she also kind of paired with that, like, you know, choosing to be a victor, not a victim. Um, and that really, I think, kind of plays into this whole gratitude versus self-pity thing, like moving through something difficult and having a, a hard time, like, you know, managing your emotions in the midst of trials. That's OK. There's nothing wrong with that. That's our humanity. But when we allow those things to control the way that we see the world around us and to color the experiences that we have, it lends to this state of self-pity and wallowing and woe is me and not being able to see anything but the problems when in reality we have the control we have the power to choose how we want to look at something to look for the silver linings to have this attitude of overcoming the challenges and to move beyond it allowing us to grow and change into the people that ultimately i believe that we're destined to be yeah and it, it's not about like toxic positivity and thinking oh look at the bright side of things it, it, it's so no. much deeper than that and what danielle's talking about it, it's not just about that we have to move through difficult times in order to come out on the other side and have our perspective change. So I don't know. I mean, I've been through tough times. You've been through tough times. I'm sure our listeners have been through, you know, tough times, some tougher than others, whatever, whatever the difficulties and challenges in life that you had, when you move through something and you, and you come out of that darkness, there is a different sense of light around you. And you're, you're meaning your perspective is now shift. You're looking at things very, very differently. Um, and that, that is, there's a lot of growth in that moving through, um, and, and managing the emotions that are coming up for you when you are going through those times. So it, it sucks. Like, I'm not going to sit there and say like, this is, this is a great growing experience. No, it is difficult. It is painful. And it, it really, um, it, takes a lot out of you but the the perspective that you can gain and what and you could correct me if I'm wrong Danielle but what what Danielle's talking about is that when you gain that perspective you, instead of looking back at that dark time and thinking what was me oh my god this is so horrible I can't believe I've been through that like what have you grown like how have you learned like how do you look at things differently now in a in a more not even positive way but maybe in, in a just more wise way maybe you're you just gain more wisdom maybe you see things a little bit differently and that is such a cool experience that if you focus on that that wallowing or that self-pity you miss out on that cool experience of being able to say wow look at that look at where I grew totally I mean you know you and I have discussed so many times about experiences that I've had like in yeah. relationships and, you know, relationships are just difficult, but, and we'll get yes. into that uh, <laughs> a little bit more in our next episode, but 
it's interesting how when reflecting back on your experiences, you begin to see patterns. And when you allow yourself to be changed and to grow from your negative experiences, it also allows you to change some of those negative patterns that you Mm -hmm. get caught up in. And I think that, you know, I'll speak for myself and say that the relationships that I have in life as a whole, not just romantic relationships, but in life as a whole, my relationships have consistently become more sustainable and healthier Mm -hmm. over the course of time because I've gone through some pretty jacked up stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, you can allow yourself to learn and grow from that, or you can allow yourself to be in the state of self-pity, like, oh my God, I'm never going to find a healthy relationship. All my friends suck. I'm just stuck in this cycle of abuse all the time. And this is what I deserve. And in, in all reality, like, you don't, first of all, ever deserve to be mistreated. And second of all, once you allow yourself to see that, like, these are growing pains in our development and our evolution as human beings to become our ultimate selves, like, that's such a game changer. I mean, like, I have been able to to learn and grow so much about not the people that I engage with as much as I am myself and how I conduct my own behavior and the way that I reflect on situations and being understanding and tolerant and forgiving both of myself and of other people because of negative experiences that I've had. Oh my God. Yes. So in, and I'm just gonna, yes, <laughs> the relationships, if it wasn't for, oh God, I'm trying to, have to choose my words wisely. If it wasn't for a relationship I experienced in my twenties that basically I was pretty broken afterwards and with no sense of self. And I mean, I talk about this all the time. Like I went through a really difficult time at the end of this relationship that was completely life-changing for me. And yes, I 100% drowned for probably about a good solid year. But looking back, I don't think that if I didn't go through that, I don't think I could have been a therapist. So when I, so when I talk about that, when I, especially because I'm very transparent with my clients and my own personal growth, when I talk about that, I always say, and I really do mean this, I really am grateful for that experience. Like I, it, it was terrible. And I, it was, it was not pleasant remotely for many years, but I mean, I'm very, very grateful for that because I don't think I could have been where I am today, like mentally and professionally and um, just even going through that. So yes, while it took me, you know, and, and don't think that, you know, I woke up one day and I'm like, oh my God, I'm amazing. This, everything's changed. No, yeah, thank, thank God I was in that horrible relationship. It took a lot, right. It took a lot of years and a lot of time and it was very organic how it happened, how I was able to move through that and then experience that gratitude and like the whole forgiveness of self thing. So when I, I need to just stress that this, those types of things take time. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I'm, I'm grateful for a lot of the challenges that I've had because it's where you end up today. It's where you are. I think too, that it takes a long time to get to a point in your own processing and healing to be able to be grateful for a situation. So like, you know, I'm thinking specifically of, um, a romantic relationship that I was in that was extremely dysfunctional and, how I was horrified. I mean, you know, back up against my childhood because Jerry should have been a a therapist. I'm sure she's listening to this cracking up. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
Hi, mom. I remember um, we used to have the quotes she used to say written on the, your board in your office when we used to come oh in my first. Gosh, act. Yes, because she should have been a therapist. I mean, she's just it's so funny. <laughs> but you know, my mom in the that she allowed the dysfunction in her childhood to really shape who she has become. And one thing that she did with me that really influenced who I am as a clinician and even getting into this field is that we used to um, be very involved with uh, women and children's shelters. And at one point, my mom actually started a domestic violence shelter for women and children. And um, she was on the founding board of directors. And so I was, of course, always involved in it. And we used to do this really incredible thing. It was called the Silent Witness Project. And we would have life-size wooden silhouettes cut out of women who have died because of domestic violence. And they would be shrouded in black. And we would stand behind them during this presentation, this awareness presentation, and read their story in the first person as if it was them speaking. That's and then, so cool. And then we would say, you know, I'm so-and-so, remember my name, and unshroud them. And it was it was so incredibly powerful just to, like, be a part of building awareness like that. Now, after that sidebar, you'll understand here that this dysfunctional relationship that I was in became... I mean, it was definitely an extreme situation. It was just extreme. Long story short, there was an instance where I had to basically flee the situation. And I called my mom to to pick me up. And, um, you know, I was not in a good place. I was traumatized. I was upset. I was terrified. Um, And... (laughs) She actually pulled over on the highway after picking me up because I was such a disaster and she couldn't comfort me while she was driving. And she said, why are you so upset? This is not your fault. And my only response was, you've been teaching me my entire life about this stuff, my entire life. Like, how could I have gotten so close and not seen it? And, you know, the thing is Mm -hmm. that I was so beating myself up over that situation and after allowing myself to heal, once that relationship ended, I gave myself a solid year of self-work where I wouldn't so much as like go out on a date with anybody or even entertain anything because I was busy like working on myself and building myself back up. And finding uh, that's when I you was. met me. That's when I met you. And, <laughs> and um, it was life changing because at that point I was able to really figure out who's Danielle and what does she need and how do I nurture myself and how do I use this experience to help other people? And being someone who's um, clinical and constantly working with a variety of clients who present with a variety of struggles in life, you know, I am so grateful while I'm, I still struggle with managing some of that traumatic stuff. It always still comes up no matter how much work you do. And you can utilize those experiences to continue to learn, grow and develop moving forward. And like, I'm so incredibly grateful for that man and that horrible experience because I have a completely different perspective on what it's like to be in a dysfunctional relationship and not see it until it gets that bad. And I can relate to my clients on a whole different level. Now, I was having a conversation with somebody this week about those traumatic past experiences and allowing them to color the way that you interact with others and 
it doesn't have to be that like you have a traumatic experience and you turn into a therapist. I mean, you can get into activism within your community or even just like supporting people that you know who've gone sim- through similar things. Like the things that I am like, a, I believe that the things that we go through are things that we have to go through to ultimately become who we're supposed to be and to serve our purpose in loving and supporting on the people around us. Oh, I agree. And yeah, you don't have to become a therapist. Although I will say that in my in my professional career, I, I don't know many therapists who haven't been through things. So I mean, there is there is that sense of what what can I give back to other people and and help them through certain things. And, um, you know, and even saying like being and moving away from the the topic of relationships and being um, an insecure female uh, growing up and, you know, struggling with body image and self-confidence and feeling really low and um, self-loathing and all of those things. And I experienced all of those things. And now, um, because I'm I'm in such a a better place and I've done a lot of work on myself, done a lot of self-reflection, um, that I am in a better place, but I, I, I gain, I enjoy working with young people, um, specifically young women on gaining confidence and learning how to build their confidence. And because I come from a place where I've been there. So I understand you. I might not be you now, but you know, you might be younger than me. I can probably be your mom, but, um, which is true. But at the same time, like I want, I want you to know that I've experienced issues with friends and feeling abandoned by friends and feeling lonely and isolated and strange and weird. And I don't fit in. And, you know, I'm grateful for that experience that I was able to identify my negative core beliefs from that and learn how to challenge them. And I love bringing that to other people and working on boosting people's self-esteem and working on self-love, you know, with people. And, you know, and I preach a ton about self-love, even on like TikTok, I do like self-love isn't about like waking up and saying, oh, I love myself. Like, it's not about that. No. And it's not vanity. It's not like vain and like, it's not like I'm looking in the mirror telling myself, oh my God, you're me, you know, you're beautiful. It's not, it's not a physical thing. It's an internal thing where, you know, yeah, I like myself today. And sometimes I don't. And that's okay, too. You well, know, you don't always wake up every morning and say, Oh, I love myself. But it's also about how you allow others to treat you too. Yes, well, it, exactly. I think that it's so much about knowing your worth. Yeah. Less, less about being okay with, you know, the way that you look or the way that you feel today or how your life is unfolding, but more about like, I know what I'm worth. I know that I do or don't deserve this interaction with someone else or I do or don't deserve Mm -hmm. this lifestyle or you know whatever I mean but the the way that you treat yourself and the way that you honor yourself and like uphold your spirit and that's another thing too like in and even going back to the relationships thing like I know for me I went through a period of hating myself for allowing myself to be in that type of a situation. So I, in a sense, I drowned in that. I was mad at myself and forgiveness of self. And I was drowning in that. Like, how could you allow that to be, allow yourself? But it's about being gentle with yourself and realizing, okay, so I did do this, but it's okay. I didn't know. And I got caught up and I am a human being. And 
I now look back and I, I can move through things a little bit better because I don't beat myself up for when I'm in those situations or whether I encounter something and you learn about your worth. Like if it wasn't for unhealthy interactions with people, I don't know if I would have a good sense of self or even know my worth. And when it is really empowering, when you could sit there and say, I'm worth more than that. And it's not an arrogance thing. It's a confidence thing. It's knowing what you deserve and how you deserve to be treated by someone. And I'm not saying like, oh my God, someone shouldn't argue. Arguing can be very healthy in a relationship. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying that like, you know, you have to be with, you know, be in a relationship with someone who um, is perfect. That doesn't exist. You're going to have conflict, but how do you grow from the conflict? Right. How do you move through conflict? How do you communicate during conflict? That's all growing. And you learn that from your experiences, your experiences in your life are what shape you for where you are now. And even I might even be going off on a tangent, but I don't know. I used to get a lot of, I just want to be how I used to be. You know, I just want to be, I want to be the fun, happy girl. I used to be blah, blah, blah. You're never going to go back and be who you used to be because now you've been through things that have made you wiser that have made you learn more. So you're always growing. And that's a gift. You know, everything, you know, I don't look back on every bad situation and, and think, you know, if I can change it, I, I, I mean, sure. Are there things I might want to change? Yeah. But like, okay, but I didn't. So the more time you spent wondering on regret and like, oh, what could, what could have been if I did this, the more you're not in the present accepting where you are and realizing, okay, I need to, I, I could, I could take this. I could change my perspective. I could look at things differently. I mean, that's really like a gift, like growth is a gift, whether it feels good. It's usually really uncomfortable. So that's a whole nother thing. And nobody wants to be uncomfortable. So I think though, the magic happens when we allow the growth. And sometimes I don't necessarily think that we realize when we're allowing it or when we're stopping it. But if you can self-reflect, if you can be a little bit more, um, introspective and insightful when it comes to your own emotional experiences and the relationship that you have with yourself. I think that allowing yourself to flow rather than power through sometimes can mm-hmm. be really empowering for our growth. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like growing through these experiences, gro- going through the experiences and allowing yourself to accept the fact that you're never going to be the same person that you were a year ago, a day ago, a minute ago. I mean, that's just not how it works. So accepting that and accepting the fact that like you're blooming into something that like you never even expected. I mean, I often think when I think about like self-transformation, I often think about um, like the life cycle of a butterfly. And I know it sounds trite, but there's literally this like fat, goofy looking caterpillar that's going around eating everything in sight. They wrap themselves up (laughs) they wrap themselves up in this little cocoon they do uh, and I think of that as like doing your self-care like you have this unhealthy lifestyle you wrap yourself up in your cocoon you start you know being with yourself and being present and working on things and learning about who you are and this transformation happens there's a final struggle that you go through you know breaking yourself out of this cocoon and then you're a completely different, beautiful creature. 
And I think that we often lose sight of the fact that there's so much beauty in who we're supposed to be and get so caught up in like that, that time of challenge and self-work and introspection that we lose sight of the fact that it's all happening for a reason. So circling back to the gratitude versus self-pity thing, without the difficult experiences, the gratitude can't happen. Right. You, you can't appreciate the, uh, the benefits of the challenges that you've been through and the struggles that you've been through without going through them. Right. And it happens organically. And like, uh, and it's not something that just like the switch flips and then you're there because no, everyone wants because life is hard. Yeah. Everyone wants the quick fix, the instant gratification. I want what I want when I want it, blah, blah, blah. Everyone wants that. And I get that. I do too. Sometimes I get it, but I noticed for me and I, and I tell this story a lot. So, you know, when I came out of like that really difficult time, I didn't even realize it. It was not, it was so significant because it was Memorial day. And I was, I don't know. I think I had just gone, got my nails done. I think I went tanning and I was going out to dinner with my girlfriends and we had a whole night planned and I was getting ready and I'm thinking, what were you doing last Memorial Day? And then it hit me and I was like, wow, I was hiding in my apartment from the block party that was happening down the street because I wanted to avoid everybody because I was miserable and it was a beautiful day. And I would sit there with my, you know, curtains drawn and, you know, blind shut, just like kind of like avoiding life and isolating myself. And it was nuts in that moment. I'm like, wow, what a difference a year made of that time of healing and reflecting and working on myself where I was, I was in a a completely different space in that moment. And it was actually like, it was so refreshing because I finally felt like, wow, Christina, you really did. You really did get through a difficult time. Now, now look at you. Like, was I thriving in that moment? Not necessarily, but like at the same time, like, I was content. I was, I was in, I was in a much better place. I wasn't in that depressed state anymore. So it's, and it happened. It, I, I wouldn't even, if it wasn't Memorial Day, wasn't like the significance, like a day, I might not have thought of that in that moment, but I did. And you know, that it does happen organically. Now for me, it was a whole year to think about that. I don't, everyone, everyone wants not one size fits all. It looks different for everybody and how you, you heal and grow and depending on yourself and your circumstances. Yeah, I think that you really hit a good point there with the with the reflection. I think oftentimes when we have those negative experiences, one of the things that hold us back and keep us wallowing is that we want to just not think about it at mm-hmm. all. And when you go back and you reflect and you compare where you are to where you've been, I mean, talk about empowerment. That's where you can really begin to see the change and the growth. And like, mm-hmm. I, I highly encourage people to do that on a regular basis where they're like, well, you know, this situation is happening again, how am I handling it differently? And Christina, you and I have those conversations often like, well, it's different this time, because or look how look how look how I'm handling this in a different way. Well, I'm not doing it like last time, because and even if it's just little nuances, those things are so valuable in recognizing the growth and the change. And it's Oh my gosh, it's so <laughs> find find you a friend that you could sit around and have these types of conversations where you could talk for hours about growth and where you're going and how you handle things differently. <laughs> it's such, it is so cool. Like, and it's just, it's just so empowering. And sometimes like 
while the journey is so individualized, it really is good to have healthy relationships where you can talk about that stuff and you can commiserate a little bit because like, there's nothing like community and being empowered and other people saying to you like, well, you know, you're not doing it like you did last time or look how far you've come. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I I feel like I am a a walking testament to that Mm -hmm. um, for where I am right now. Um, And it's really, it's interesting because like I said, like, and from that point, that Memorial Day, I will, I will definitely be transparent and say, there was a lot of challenge that came after that too, that I had to move through. But where I moved through challenge this time with my fresh perspective, my growth, my new eyes, whatever it is, I am, I, I never went back to that dark place again. So be, and I, I attribute it to the fact that I gave myself time to reflect and I, my perspective had changed. And Danielle mentioned earlier, earlier, allowing, allowing the change to happen, allowing your perspective to shift. So when I did go through a really difficult time, not that long ago, I, I allowed myself to be in it and I allowed the perspective that I had gained to take over. And I I went with that and it made my healing um, look very different than it ever did before. And I mean, when I say healing, I mean, it did not come without, without, you know, tears and, 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 and emotional roller coaster. And I get that, but it looked very different and you choose I chose not to wallow, whereas in the past I did. And that little bit, like, that's empowering. Like, that actually, like, drives me. The fact that I was able to do that actually drives me and makes me feel better and raises my confidence in myself. So that's what, when we talk about your your self-love, your self-worth, that's all internal. Like, that was all in me. So it wasn't validated from someone on the outside. Of course, I, you know, we have support systems and friends and people who validate us and support us, but that all comes from within. And that's, and that's, that's powerful right there. You know, that's when I, when I tell people, because they ask me all the time, like, well, how do I get confident? How do I get self-worth? You grow self-worth. It's cultivated. It's like, it's like, you got to plant the seeds first before the flowers grow. Like you got to, you know, and I'm, and I can sit here and say, I might be faced with challenges now. Like who knows, but I take each challenge as it comes. And there is, there's so much power in that. Totally. And as, as we're um, reflecting on the way that this affects the holidays, I highly encourage people to pay attention to the tiny, tiny little pieces of progress that you experience along the way. Those little pieces of progress are no less significant than the big leaps that we take. It's the way that you you interact with, you know, your uncle at the dinner table who's made comments about your relationship. It's the way that you interact with your siblings that you've always had some sort of um, competition with. It's the way that you... Don't allow people to get under your skin the same way that you did before. And even if Mm -hmm. it still happens, if it's changed, and if it's even minutely better, that's a win. 
this is part of your transition. This is part of your transformation and, and your growth and your development and becoming who you're meant to be. And even building off that with the, the little, it's always the little, the little wins are the, are what matter. Everyone wants the big kabooms. They want th- this big thing to happen, this big, you know, light that shines through and tells them the way it's those little things. It's that little, and even in terms of the holidays, that boundary that you set with someone, that boundary that you, I'm not going to allow this person to enter my, you know, to give that person power to affect my mood so I can't enjoy my dinner now. You know, it's those little tiny things that you do, or even if it's just like, I made it through. Yeah. I made it through and look, I'm in one piece. Yeah. And it's okay. And, and looking at those um, difficult interactions and saying like, okay, this sucks, but this might be growth for me. Or even, even, even take it like if it's, if you're, even if you have to step away and go cry somewhere because you're allowing yourself to feel that is Uh, That is a growth that's growing for you. That's self-soothing. That's comforting yourself. That's allowing yourself to feel and not allowing your emotions to overtake you or to wallow. You're actually letting yourself, you know what? This upset me. So I'm going to feel it. And that's Mm -hmm. okay too. So those little things, you might not think that off the cuff, like, well, I don't want to cry. That's not good. What do you mean? It's not good. You're releasing something. It's okay. You, and then, and then what did you do after? Well, you know, I, I told myself it was going to be okay. I, 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 pet, I gave myself a pet. Great. Those little things mean so much. Yeah. It's the self-love, the self-nurturing and allowing your, your humanity to show and accepting that there is such beauty in us as human beings that we have the range of emotions that we have, that we experience things so deeply and that when we allow it, we grow from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. as we move into the holiday season, I hope that um, I hope that everybody will you know take some of this with you. This is growing season. This is growing season. I like this that. Is, this is interacting with yourself in a new way, and I think that that's really the challenge that uh, we also kind of take into account is the the holiday celebration, the time with of being with family, doesn't necessarily just mean celebrating the holiday or spending time with loved ones, but like celebrating who you are and how far you've come and celebrating the fact that you can have a relationship um, that's self-respecting with the people around you. And just always remember this. And this is something that I drive. I try to drive home to everybody I interact with um, professionally, personally, all the relationships that you have to manage through these times, the most important relationship that you have is the one with yourself, the most important one. So take that for what it is, take what you need from it, but how you treat yourself at the end of the day is what matters. You can't control everyone around you. You can't control that family member who get, who is a, mean or aggressive you can't control that um person in your life or that that maybe is you know treating you badly you can't control how other people treat but you do you can control how you treat yourself and it's so important and taking care of yourself during these times learning how to set boundaries with people that's self-care learning how to not give someone power learning how to take care of yourself love yourself treat yourself kindly in that way that's all powerful absolutely so have a happy Thanksgiving. Yes. We are celebrating with you. We are. We are so excited that you've tuned in today and we hope that this helps 
make the, uh, the family interactions a little bit smoother. Tune in next episode for some really exciting stuff regarding relationships. Christina and I are going to get real, 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 <laughs> real, coming. and, um, I think that this might be our most no BS episode yet. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or a desire to self-harm, please reach out to the National Suicide Lifeline at 800-273-8255 for 24-hour support.